Hey there, I'm Pete Mundo. We're heartlandcollegesports.com. As we react to Selection Sunday, the brackets are out. And we've got the Big 12 reaction for you here at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we're brought to you by mybookie.com, where, of course, right now when you deposit, you get a 100% sign-up bonus on your deposit right ahead of March Madness. There's nothing more you could be asking for as we get you set with these brackets. It's going to be a fun year after, of course, last year's March Madness was canceled. Let's welcome in our guy, Matthew Postens, as we react to the 2021 NCAA tournament bracket. Matthew, let's start with Oklahoma State. I mean, this team has played some of the best basketball of any team in America over the past month. They end up as a four seed in the Midwest. When we were talking about this team as maybe a two seed if they won on Saturday night and beat Texas, they didn't. I get it. But something tells me they got shortchanged here with the four seed, especially when Illinois is their one seed. What do you say? Yeah, I, I was surprised they were a four. I, I thought they'd be a three after they lost to Texas yeah. on uh, Saturday. I also thought Texas would be a two, to be honest with you. But I think some of the things that happened around the country in the last 36 hours kind of prevented the two of them from being in those slots, including that Big Ten championship game where, you know, neither one of those teams laid an egg. They both played a great game between Illinois and Ohio State. And you notice both of those teams are ones and twos. So I think that kind of helped reshuffle the deck a little bit. And, you know, we don't know what the committee is going to think when they get in the room. I mean, like you said, this week, a lot of folks have kind of assumed based on the bracketology at CBS and ESPN that Oklahoma State would be a two and Texas would be a three. After Texas won Saturday night, I flipped them in my seed projection. I thought Texas would be a two and Oklahoma State would be a three. Now you see Texas is a three. Oklahoma State is a four, West Virginia as a three, even though West Virginia lost to Oklahoma State twice in less than a week. I'm not really sure what to make of that, but it it just kind of shows the vagaries of Selection Sunday. You You think one thing's going to happen when you go in, and then something completely different happens. Yeah, you mentioned some of it there, but let's just talk about that Midwest region since that's where we're at with Oklahoma State. Uh, West Virginia coming in as that as a three seed. I don't have a problem with it uh, based on the entire body of work, but I'm with you where usually it seems like the, the committee does put a little bit more emphasis on who's got the hot hand. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, to me right, right now, if Oklahoma State and West Virginia play on a neutral court, you probably name the Cowboys as the favorite, right, by two or three points, but maybe we're overstating the value of having the hot hand. Maybe so. I mean, Texas has a hot hand for that matter. Yeah. They had a very good run going into the Big 12 tournament. West Virginia lost three of their last four games. I, I think the committee with West Virginia is probably taking into account that uh, those losses were against ranked teams. Those losses are against teams that are now top four seeds in this tournament. So, they, they chose not to punish West Virginia too much for that um, slow finish to the season. But if you look at West Virginia's part of that first weekend of the bracket, Moorhead State is their first game, and then they get San Diego State or Syracuse. I actually think that's kind of an enviable road for them. Syracuse is not the Syracuse we're used to seeing. They kind of snuck in. San Diego State's a good team, but they're, they're, they're not a team that West Virginia can't beat in that second round. And you could just as easily see Syracuse get out of that pod over there with, with San Diego State. So not only did West Virginia get what I think most thought was going to be a seed higher than than we were expecting, I think they got a pretty enviable road 
to the Sweet 16 as well. Yeah, that's a very good point. Now let's bounce over to the uh, East region. There's only one Big 12 team in the East region. That's Texas, as you mentioned, drawing a three seed against uh, Abilene Christian. So you got a nice little tie-in storyline there for the 3-14 matchup. Uh, you thought they'd be a two. I thought they'd be a two as well. Is the committee saying, well, they won the Big 12 tournament, but they didn't beat or even play Kansas on Friday night, so we kind of water that down? I mean, how much of it is that versus what happened around the rest of the country? I think it's more about what happened around the rest of the country than it is about not getting that game in the semifinal. I think the committee, they talked about it after the um, after the selection. They, they mentioned, I think, that 85% of the conference games were still played around the country, and that's all conferences. So um, I think they recognize that this is an unusual year, and they probably didn't punish Texas for not playing that game. It was out of their control. Um, so I think it's more about the things that kind of happened around the country. Um, a few teams that won automatic bids that we weren't expecting that sometimes forces the committee to slide teams around in certain ways that really aren't explicable when you first get the bracket that become more, uh, sensible later on. But the good news for Texas, no other big 12 teams in their bracket to, to get beat up on or to beat up on the bad news is I, I, hate that section of the bracket for them. Yeah. Abilene Christian, they're going to beat Abilene Christian, but Abilene Christian's a good team. They're in they're in my alma mater's conference, the Southland Conference. Uh, this is their second trip to the NCAA tournament. They're a good team. They're not to be trifled with. They play really good defense. And then assuming Texas wins, oh, well, you're going to play BYU, which actually yep. pushed Gonzaga earlier this week. Can be Michigan State. You know, they've just won a national championship in the last 20 years. And, you know, UCLA, you know, no big deal. Yeah. I mean, you, you, they have the, to me, they have the second worst road of any big 12 team to the sweet 16, because they've just piled a bunch of really good teams that are capable of beating them into that potential second round matchup. That is such a very, very good point. So I, I mean, the, the theme thus far looking at the bottom half of the bracket is it feels like the big 12 kind of got hosed here despite, you know, being what is clearly the second best team in the or second best conference in America uh, this year, arguably the best when you talk about depth. But uh, let's let's now shift to the West bracket. Before we do that, a reminder about our friends at MyBookie.com, where right now when you go to MyBookie.com or MyBookie.ag slash MyBracket, you can enter their $100,000 bracket contest. It's a $10 entry uh, just to get in. First place is $25,000. Second place, $12,500. Third place, five grand, And they pay out up to 750 places in this uh, bracket contest at mybookie.ag slash mybracket. Plus, you get a nice sign-up bonus with the promo code BIG12. That is our exclusive promo code at mybookie.ag. The promo code is just BIG12. You get a nice bonus as well right ahead of March Madness. Do not miss out on that. Matthew, let's go to this uh, West region as we hope that all of our followers, listeners, and viewers are, are checking out my bookie as well. And talk about the Kansas Jayhawks. They get a three seed against Eastern Washington, the 14 seed. You know and I know what everybody else in the Big 12 is saying right now. Look at Kansas. I mean, they were a team down in the dumps, you know, a few weeks ago. Now they're a three seed, the committee taking care of the Jayhawks. Do you think it's that, or is this a warranted three seed by you? I think it's a warranted three seed, but I love their road to the Sweet 16. I think it's the easiest of the seven Big 12 teams. 
Eastern Washington is a good team. They won the big sky, but that's a, that's a game that Kansas is capable of winning. After that, you know, USC, good team, but again, I think that's a team, that's a game that Kansas can win, or it could be an 11 seed playing game between Wichita State and Drake. Drake is down a player. They lost one of their best players to injury earlier this year after they lost their undefeated season. Wichita State uh, lost in the semifinals of the American uh, Athletic Conference tournament, and they're not what they used to be a couple of years ago when they got to the Final Four. So, yeah, I think they deserve a three seed, but I'm not sure they deserve a road that, to me, is the easiest of the seven Big 12 teams that are in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, that is a good point when you look at this draw and kind of what it shapes up to be going forward. Now, Oklahoma, I mean, here's an Oklahoma team that, what, maybe three weeks ago, Matthew, we're talking about being a top four seed if things continue to break right. Now they're an eight seed taking on Missouri, an old Big 12 matchup. That's kind of fun. And then if they win that game, they get the number one overall seed in Gonzaga. I mean, Lon Kruger, I I get it. They had a bad final few weeks here. But I find it also interesting because it feels like they got underseated because of a bad finish, yet Oklahoma State and some other teams in the Big 12 had a great finish, like Texas, and they didn't get overseated. So what's that all about? Yeah, that, that was – you know, I thought Oklahoma might be a seven. And yeah. if, you're, if you're trying to hope to avoid a team like a Gonzaga or a Baylor in the second round, you want to be a seven or a six. That's uh, puts them right in the line of fire with – perhaps the best team in college basketball, the only undefeated team left, a team that most people consider to be, you know, not a lead pipe lock to go to the final four, but pretty close. And in order to get that game, you've got to beat a quality Missouri team that probably still, you know, hates Oklahoma from their big eight and big 12 days. Uh, They have by far the hardest road just by nature of the Gonzaga game. But, you know, like you said, you know, three weeks ago, they were number seven in the country in the AP poll. And I, I would imagine they're going to drop out of the AP poll and the USA Today top 25 when we get those polls on Monday. A lot of that has to do with this downward trend uh, the last few weeks. I've made the point, yes, they've lost several games down the stretch. I think it was four of their final five, but they were, you know, with the exception of Kansas State, they were all against ranked teams. I thought that might help them a little bit in the eyes of the committee, uh, but I don't think it did in this case. I think they ended up with an eight seed um, mostly because of that downward trend. And like you said, if you're going to, if you're going to punish a team for, you know, stumbling a little bit down the stretch, you're not going to reward an Oklahoma state or a Texas for, you know, surging a little bit down the stretch. It's, it's a little counterintuitive. I, I agree. And what do you think that's, that's all about before we get to the uh, final, the four regions in the South? I mean, how is it that the Big 12, which seemed to have universal respect as the second best basketball conference in America this year after the Big 10, arguably the deepest, that argument can be had. But it just feels like at every turn here, I, they've got some pretty tough draws when you stack them up one through seven. I mean, is this just luck of the draw or is it something else? Yeah, I think this is pretty much just luck of the draw. I mean, it's just a, it's always a tough field. It's always very difficult for the committee to get the teams in the right places. We're always going to have discussions like this about Oklahoma or Oklahoma State being underseated or overseated, uh, et cetera. I think it's important to note that the Big 12, all seven of their teams are higher seeds in their first round games. I don't think the Big 12 has ever had that before. Uh, Big 10 does have more teams, but they've got teams sitting there in the, in the, in the nine seed and the 10 seed. 
So I think there's recognition there of the Big 12 being a quality conference by having them all be higher seeds in their first round games. But I think you could definitely argue that you know some of these teams should be getting slightly more reasonable roads, not easier roads, because there's nothing easy in this tournament, but more reasonable roads uh, into the Sweet 16 than they seem to be getting. Yeah, uh, could not agree more. Let's go to the final of the uh, four parts of this bracket, the South region, Matthew. Let's start with the number one seed, Baylor Bears. They've got Hartford in the first round. Uh, we expected them to be the one seed, even though they lost, of course, to Oklahoma State. That was really never in doubt. Hartford in the first round, and then it's um, North Carolina, Wisconsin. So uh, just you know, your initial reaction to this draw, once again, you're a one seed. You can't complain, but in that second round game, you got two teams that – are notorious first off North Carolina we know that the history is there Roy Williams everything else but Wisconsin's one of those teams that always feels like it it ends up in a sweet 16 when no one sees it coming and who knows if that's also this year yeah it, it you know when I saw that that particular part of the bracket I was like that's eh, not the easiest road yeah. for Baylor I still think they can win both of those games but you know they didn't end up with you know the kind of road that I was thinking they might get to get through the first two rounds. North Carolina is finally starting to play good basketball. If you watch the ACC yep. tournament and kept up with it, they're finally starting to trend up. And I think that's why they're, they're an eight now when I think some folks thought they either might not even make the tournament a couple of weeks ago, or might end up being one of those, you know, 11 seed play in games. Uh, I think they were in one of those games in one of the bracketologies as late as a week ago. So and you're right about Wisconsin. They always seem to find a way to play teams very tough uh, in, the, in, in this tournament. And I think maybe the good thing for Baylor is that North Carolina and Wisconsin will have a chance to beat up on one another in the first round. So maybe they'll just exhaust each other on Friday and Baylor will end up with a, a team that is a little ragged and a little um, unprepared when they play on, on Sunday. I don't think that's going to happen, especially if it's North Carolina. But, you know, the nice thing about that 8-9 matchup if you're the one team, is that eight nines basically a pick 'em? It's usually basically two very evenly matched teams, so it, it's a it's a real beat 'em up kind of game, and those are two real beat 'em up kind of teams this year. That's exactly right. Uh, the last of the seven Big Twelve teams, Texas Tech, the sixth seed, taking on Utah State. This is one where I didn't have a lot of uh, issue with with where they ended up, uh, either seating wise or just kind of what their draw is. I, I kind of just shrug my shoulders and I say, eh, all right. I mean, this this feels and looks about right for the Red Raiders. Did you feel one way or the other about where Tech ended up here? No, I think I thought they were going to be a five. Uh, I thought they were. You don't know where they're going to end up, but I think that's a quality draw for them. I think. I think it's a draw that is capable of allowing them to get out of the Sweet 16. Uh, assuming they beat Utah State, that second round game is going to be really interesting because, as they made the point during the selection show, Arkansas and Colgate are two of the highest scoring teams in the country offensively. And, of course, Texas Tech is renowned for their defensive ability. So uh, Oklahoma State played Arkansas in the SEC Challenge in January. Oklahoma State won that game. A uh, great matchup between Cade Cunningham and Moses Moody. Um, Texas, Texas Tech certainly has a defense to handle a player like Moody and a team like Arkansas or Colgate. But, you know, games like that are tricky for Texas Tech this year because they're not a high-scoring team consistently. They can get up there in the 80s occasionally, 
that they're the kind of team that really has to play good defense, keep their opponent in that 60, 65, sometimes 70 point range. And while they're and if their defense is capable of doing that, they could win a second round game. If they're not able to hold either one of those teams down in the second round, assuming they get there because Utah State's a quality first round opponent, uh, then they could ha- potentially have some issues because they're not from game to game the most consistent offensive team in this conference. Well, uh, Matthew, I mean, this is one of the best times of the year. For me, it's, it's, uh, it's second after the start of college football season. Is this number one <laughs> or number two for you, best time of year? I, this is, if, you, if you're right about basketball, this is the best time of year yeah. because that first, those first four days of the tournament, there's nothing better than just watching wall-to-wall basketball the first two days from noon till midnight. It just, it's absolutely the best time of the year if you love college basketball. I agree, but this Friday start is still throwing me off. And and having these round of 32 games next Monday is just going to be weird to me. I admit it, it's going to be very weird. Yeah, but there's not going to get, you know, Thursday and Friday, you don't get a lot done at work. So Friday, Monday, you don't get a lot done. <laughs> and who wants to do much at work on Monday anyway? Uh, Touche. Just another excuse to mail it in on Monday. I like the sound of that. All right, Matthew, we are going to have a a full kind of game by game uh, round of 64, round of 32 preview on Wednesday here on the show. So we'll do it then. Uh, Great to have you on just reacting to selection Sunday. And we'll we'll talk to you on uh, middle of the week. All right. Thanks, Pete. All right. He's Matthew Postens. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. Your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Join us on the podcast. Of course, subscribe, rate, review. I've got free koozies for you on the podcast. When you leave a rating and a review and then send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And don't forget about our friends at mybookie.ag slash mybracket, where right now a $10 entry gets you into their $100,000 bracket contest or just a dollar gets you into their $10,000 bracket contest. So get ready for March at mybookie.ag, and we will talk to you guys in the middle of the week. Thanks so much for joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly.